Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. Well, there was a bear bear, all black and brown and covered in hair. Hi everyone, I'm Kama, and you can find me at uh, the real, I'm sorry, the hyphen real hyphen Kama's place on <laughs> Tumblr. I'm not on Twitter anymore. That uh, was a good start. Everything about that is a great start, Kama. And uh, I am joined by Chicky. Hey, I am Chicky. I, I am at the Chikrin on Tumblr too. I think maybe it's time to just start. We we pre-record these episodes, right? So I'm just going to plan for where life's going to be in a month, and I'm going to give you my Tumblr address instead. So yes, I am the Chikrin on Tumblr. And Devin. Hey, this is Devin GD Harper on Twitter while it lasts. Okay, um, if you are joining us for the first time, we're not going to comment on the whole Elon Musk thing. Uh, oh, I think we just did. Um, but if you are joining us for the first time, uh, please be aware that we spoil everything, uh, books and show. Uh, I don't think we have any trigger warnings this chapter. Uh, so we are covering Aria 1 in A Storm of Swords. And... To sum up this chapter, it's it's Arya, Gendry, and Hot Pie go on the run. <laughs> They've they're running very fast. They've uh, Arya has killed a guard. They stole a map, some horses, some food, and a dagger. And um, Arya's got the map, so she's in charge. <laughs> and um, She's worried about who might be following after them. She knows it wouldn't be Roos himself, but she wonders if if he would send the uh, bloody mummers or they're also known as the brave companions. Um, So she's got them going as fast as they can. And um, she wants them to keep to the countryside rather than the road because she, as she tells herself, death is on the road. And along the way, they encounter all sorts of fun things, uh, including wolves feasting on the corpse bunch of corpses in a burned village. Um, and at first, Gendry and Hot Pie are all about her leadership. Um, she tells them they're going north. She knows the way, the direction, because she's lost on the trees. And the plan is to get to the Trident and from the Trident to get to River Run. And um, Initially, Hot Pie's in a little in awe of her because, well, A, she killed the guard, and also he discovers she can read. Um. <laughs> the low bar for being impressive with the reading, but yes. Um, I think I think Arya's pretty impressive here. Like, she's running this show, and I think she's doing a pretty good job. Yeah, I mean, she's 10 years old, and I know people in there who are middle-aged who couldn't put a road trip together this well. <laughs> I mean, granted, we've never been like you know, being running from psychotic, um, sociopathic killers, but still, I mean, she's they got the map, the directions, it's packed. Um, I mean, she was really smart about about trying to, you know, like throw them off the scent trail, having them walk up the stream and stuff. I think she was pretty, yeah, 
smart about things. And like, clearly she was really paying attention on her journey South, which was pretty good for her age, nine or 10 or whatever she is. She had a, a fairly established sense of camp lore. I think that is helping her. And um, yeah, she, there's this whole thing with like, as they're riding, it's getting harder for the, the, the other two kids. And um you know, this is where her privilege comes. I mean, she's used to riding horses. She's used, to, you know, accustomed to them. And even though they've ridden whatever the heck, um, I'm sorry. Um, when they were on the road, you know, with the watch. Um, yeah. Yorin had them on donkeys or something, I think yeah, she said. Yeah, they were probably going at like a kind of. I'm I'm going to posit that it's a, a little more painful to ride on a donkey. And so I don't know how much I buy this personally, okay. but uh, yes, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, I hear what she's saying. The other thing is you can kind of lose that. You can, you can lose those, um, those muscles and the, the kind of the calluses that you build up to riding. And she hasn't been riding that much lately. So I, I doubt she'd be a lot better off than them as far as the soreness, other than that she would be used to it. But you know, that's my horse girl uh, input for this episode. Okay. Um, that's a um, description. <laughs> what I um, liked about Arya, like when she is thinking about that part, is that, I mean, she does think, oh, she, or she as much says or thinks herself that, yes, I would have, I would have done much better without them, but I can't leave them um, because they're her pack now. And just, um, Everything Arya's just encountered up until now that she still has that sense of having a pack and having friends. Um, I'm just glad she doesn't lose that here and she's not on her own. Right. Well, and she's got this whole plan. Like, if, if they get caught, she's gonna, um, if the mummers catch them, um, she's gonna tell them who she is and, um, you know, to tell them to take her, her to rob and to do, not to do harm to Hot Pie and Gendry. Yeah, I mean, and that's just so much the essence of who Arya is right there. So, there's not much more in my summary here, and then maybe we can discuss a little bit more. Um, so, they they come across, like, what seems like a small river, which Hot Pie goes, well, that's got to be the Trident. And this is where, you know, um, map reading really does come into play, because, you know, she remembers the Trident as being much larger, and they're looking, and... There are all these other rivers, and which one are they at? And they can't quite figure it out. And they start talking about changing course. Um, and she's like, no, we're going north. And she just goes, which I kind of love. And eventually she looks back, and they are following her. Um, but they're going and going. And they're like, it, it sounds like she's literally falling asleep in the saddle. Finally, <laughs> they stop and make camp. And she has um, what are clearly wolf dreams. She dreams that, well, I guess it's happening, um, that four of the brave companions think they're hunting her, but Nymeria, I'm assuming, eight of Nymeria's pack, kill them all. That's the chapter. Yeah. Um, so first of all, I want to say, I feel like I've had this experience of what river is this that we're crossing, if you happen to miss the sign for what the river is on road trips. So that was very relatable. Which river is this? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> she is... She as much says that she says, well, yeah, they um, it's written here on the map, but no one thought to write it on the riverside. Right, <laughs> what right. River it is. 
yeah. and then these so the wolf dream uh the the wolf dreams i feel like through just the beginning of this book i feel like george just kind of like cranked the dial on all the working stuff it's just like okay we're all in on this now yeah 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 even though she doesn't even know what's really happening or doesn't know what's happening at all like she feels like she's just having a regular dream um, but yeah, he's like you said, he's all in on it <laughs> from this point on. Um, yeah, I love it. Now, do we know? I mean, like, like I kind of wondered, like, would I mean, would Bruce even bother sending people after them? I mean, I, I think he did. Okay. I think. Well, we'll find out. I think he did. I mean, yes, probably only because they stole horses. Or, or to make sure that they made an example of them so that other people didn't run away, maybe. Okay. I mean, that sounds kind of Roos-like. Yeah, there's some lovely imagery of him. <laughs> Naked in the bed, covered with leeches, and I'm just like, oh, God. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he, he, he definitely, he makes an impression at every turn. This is why I like show Roos better, I gotta say. <laughs> Well, I assume that Show Roos was a lot better looking than Book Roos, so yeah, Book Roos I get that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. did we have any mail on this? Yes, we do. So, our first piece of mail comes from Green Mountain Woman on Reddit. Um, first of all, I love the podcast so much. I'm working my way through old episodes, and I'll even eventually listen to the show episodes just so I can be salty about so uh, many of them right along with you. I'm so happy that you're still doing this while we wait and wait and get old and gray waiting for the winds of winter. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness. Question one about Aria one. Do the wolves sense Aria in some way, especially, of course, Nymeria? There are several mentions of wolves, and then Aria has her wolf dream in which the pack kills some of the bloody mummers. Did Nymeria lead the pack to attack the Bloody Mummers because they were a danger to Arya? Another Arya question, or maybe just a nitpicky point. Arya says several times that she can tell North because moss grows on the south side of trees. The long-ago Girl Scout in me says no. It grows on the north because that's the side that gets less sun. Maybe George is confused about moss as well as about measurements and genetics. You know, I was thinking the same thing, but I was like, I must be wrong about this because surely he would have fact-checked that about the moss. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah um, it, it prefers to, yeah, like, it, it definitely grows more on the north. <laughs> I just tell myself, okay, like, when George was writing this somewhere between, like, 97 and, and, and like, 99, Google didn't really exist. We were all, like, doing searches on, like, InfoSeek and Yahoo or whatever, and it would have been... <laughs> Tougher to fact check some of the information. No way, no way to fact check it quickly. Yeah. Not as quickly as now. That's that's like the pass I give him on some of it. I mean, he's old enough to know about libraries and reference books, and he probably had him like true, true, true. He probably would have if you brought it up to him. He'd probably be like, "Well, this is this is clearly this is Planetos, and it's different there." Which is- <laughs> yeah, true. Um, but I do, um, to answer the question, I do think the wolves are, I think they're protecting Arya. Um, but what, I guess what's odd about that to me is they seem, it feels like Nymeria is close enough to where 
I mean, she could reveal herself or like they could find each other at this point, you would think. Um, so while I do feel like they're protecting um, Arya, it just feels weird that we never actually see Nymeria outside of the dreams. Yeah, you know, I was thinking that too, because it's like they, they have to be close geographically here. And it is, I don't know, I suppose it's just George not being ready for that reunion yet. But it, it does kind of, when you think about how much time she's about to spend just like bouncing around the Riverlands, it is almost just like deliberate that they're deliberate that Nymeria is avoiding her, or must be. But yes, I think absolutely Nymeria was attacking because of Arya, because it was, you know, to protect or get vengeance for Arya, of course. Yeah, and just assume it's always like all of these people. The frustration in this book is how close people are, and just the timing never together. <laughs> yeah. So I'm assuming it's the same. Oh yeah, that's that was all I could think about reading through this chapter is like knowing where this book ends for Arya, like how close like she was to getting what she was hoping she would get, like once she made it to River Run or anywhere else out here in the Riverlands with everything that's going on right now. Yes. Oh, it's heartbreaking. And don't we think there's an Arya sighting in the Jamie chapter, Jamie 2 or something like that? I think there's a possible Arya sighting. So it's just everybody's kind of brushing against each other. That whole people are lost thing. And if they'd just taken that one fork in the road, (laughs) you know, it would be different. Yeah. Um, so our next question from Cardinal Girl seventy five on Discord: Do you think Hot Pie and Gendry survived the next time Heron Hall changes hands, or would they have been killed just for serving the enemy, even though they had no choice? Um, I think Gendry has a skill which maybe would have made him a little safer. Yeah, I mean he's a smith. Yes, he's a skilled. Yeah, I think he has a. Well, it depends who takes Heron Hall and if anybody knew. Yeah. And that's what I think it would depend on who takes it. Yeah. Well, I mean, the chances of some Lord seeing him, I don't know. That might actually, I don't know enough about medieval. Like, would he come into contact with someone who'd be like, oh, my God, he must be Robert Baratheon's bastard. <sighs> yeah. Which, you know, is, it, and, and George even makes a hint about that in this chapter, reminds us that Gendry has a secret, even though Gendry doesn't know what it is. It is. Hot pie, I think, is dead. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of a miracle that hot pie is still alive. How, how good is the bread, though? <laughs> I, I think, I think Here, the bread is before good you kill enough. me, my lord, just taste this. <laughs> oh, just wait a minute. <laughs> uh, you know, I think it's also who's like. Like, a lot of times, the people who get made examples are, like, the women, you know, like Pia or somebody like that. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, it's practical. Harrenhal is this vast place that's falling apart. You need all the labor you can. And and maybe, like, as long as you're not in that first line of, like, examples, you're okay. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Our next piece of mail is from Buckle Hair on Discord. Um, how does the plot change if Arya reaches River Run safely? Boy, God, 
I yeah, mean, that's one of those what ifs that changes so like it could change a ton. Yes, that changes things pretty dramatically because suddenly Rob has a, an heir in hand again. A legitimate heir. Does she get, I mean, she's supposed to be marrying, uh, what's his name, Elmer Frey. Yes. And Rob being a dick and like following his dick, does that change things? I mean. Oh, God. Does her wedding get moved oh, up? Goodness. Gross. <laughs> Well, or is that enough? I mean, like, I mean, why yeah. wanted, you know, a son or a, he wanted Rob. He didn't, you know, she's just like, like do you, do you now need, yeah. Does she get taken to, to the wedding? Do they leave her there? You know, these are all questions I would have. Does she end up at the twins or is she still in River Rock? Why? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question itself. That is a good would question. Would they take God. her with their goodness? When does she get there? Because I would want to say they would say to leave her, but I don't. I don't know if Cat would or could. Or if Cat stays behind, then I mean, I don't. Oh yeah, Cat stays. Yeah. Like, does it? Like, when does she get there? Like, does she get there as they're all like everyone's off to the wedding, and you know they keep her at the castle does she get i mean there's all sorts of variables i think yeah i'm feeling like that's actually this is a pretty pivotal point that actually would make a pretty dramatic difference but i think this is one of those things where it would change i just don't know like and i can't see like okay let's say she does end up at the twins or whatever and she gets spared because she's supposed to marry elmer frey or whatever but like that means that yeah. fake Aria and uh, Ramsey Bolton doesn't happen. Yeah. And I can't see uh, Walder Frey giving her up to Ramsey Bolton if she was supposed to, you know, he wanted to marry his progeny. Yeah. Seems what Jane uh, Poole languishing in a brothel somewhere still, but better than, you know, Ramsey. Yes. Uh, Unfortunately. Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah, that's a very good one. I'd be interested to see what other people think, how much that would have changed. Um, yeah, I well. can't wait for someone to write in who really thinks this through and tells us exactly everything that would change. Okay. Yes, I look forward to seeing that piece of mail. Um, so, um, so that was all about the chapter specifically. Now just some general comments, questions. Um, so our first one, Umo80 on Discord. Um, so for the prologue and Jamie 1, George starts Storm saying, guys, this is the real threat. This is what matters. But let me distract you, <laughs> distract you first with this rom-com. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, it's true. It's true, too. It really is. Because uh, Jamie's story... I don't know. It is especially like the first six or seven chapters of Storm. The first are very chapters. swashbuckly. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. Our um, last piece of mail. So a stranger giving the strange welcome. I always have to slow down when I read that name. Um, from Tumblr. Hi, ladies and gents. This question has to do with the last Theon chapter. You folks were discussing whether or not Theon would do well in the Night's Watch. 
In the show, Theon has a very different reaction to Maester Lewin's suggestion, dismissing it out of hand and saying that Jon Snow would kill him for what he'd done to his brothers. I suppose Book Theon wouldn't be as scared of Jon, since he remembers him as an emo 14-year-old. But do you think Book or Show Jon would have actually murdered Theon? I'm curious about I'm curious as to your thoughts on this in an alternate universe where John would have actually been at the wall when Theon arrived and in the canon where John would encounter him after returning from the wildlings. Also, holy shit, this chapter is beautifully written. It's so good. It makes me angry, angry at all the times George doesn't write well, because I know this is what he's capable of. All of the Clash of Kings, he made me hate Theon for gestures broadly, his sins and his asshole personality. And his cha- and uh, and this chapter, he's reaping exactly what he sowed. Yet instead of reveling um, in his well-deserved comeuppance, I felt this. I felt his intense dread and panic. He writes so totally from the point of view of his characters that you can't help but feel how they feel. How is he so good and so bad? <laughs> yeah, that is that is George's greatest strength is really channeling his POV characters when he writes them. Um, Gosh, I, I just I can't imagine John revenge killing Theon. I like I like especially in like cold blood or something. And he, you know, John takes I realize how John's story ends up, but John takes those Night's Watch vows very seriously, and I don't think he would kill another brother over that. I think he was gonna kill, you know, other brothers of the Night's Watch over things like that that he would have already done some killing so then he would have done yeah he probably would have killed a few people already yeah um, I, I don't think and so it, <laughs> I don't think so either yelling maybe but I don't mm-hmm. oh yeah I, I don't think I don't think John would say nothing but yeah I, I yeah, John, don't know that he'll kill him here you have a new <laughs> life we're, we're just gonna put that all behind us but I don't see him yeah, and just given how far he's coming, even the mission he's on now, like even the way he thinks about that in his upcoming chapter, um, yeah, I definitely don't think killing Theon would have been something he would have done. Yeah. That, is that and that was our, uh, la- yes, that was our last piece of mail. Okay, any closing thoughts? I mean, I, I just want to say I, I ended up reading, I read Sansa's first chapter earlier this morning, and then I just kept like flipping backward and ended up reading Jamie's first chapter in A Storm of Swords. And there is just like such a feeling of almost joy in these chapters. And Arya's is also really brimming with it, where it's just like there's a feeling of like a new adventure or you know that thing when you're doing like any sort of creative or like crafting project where you have like put in the prep work and you're getting to actually like sink your fingers into making whatever it is you wanted to make. You just get that feeling from George and all of these. He is about to start pulling threads and you can just tell you feel it in Arya's chapter and like Jamie's and Davos. And, and it's a really good feeling. I mean, there's something about the, the whole beginning of this book. And I mean, the first like eight or nine chapters that is just kind of like lightning cracking everywhere. Yeah. And um, yeah, this like he, he just can't fucking wait to get to it. Yes, he can't wait. That's and exactly you can feel it. Yeah. Done yeah. All of that. Yeah. Like you said, the prep work, you've, you know, you bought the yarn, you put it all, you know, you've gotten through the endless rows of garter and now you're at the cabling or something. Yes, exactly. Yes. Hey, 
Well, if you would like to send us a message and tell us um, the question, the one about uh, Aria's uh, plot changing if uh, Aria gets to the wall or leave us any other kind of comment or question, um, you can do so at close the door and come here uh, at Gmail. I'm sorry. Let me start that again. Close the door and at gmail.com. You can also leave us a message at close the door and come here.tumblr.com. And I think we're still also on Twitter at door podcast for however long that platform lasts. <laughs> um, please like and review us wherever you listen, as it really helps new listeners find the podcast. And lastly, um, please consider supporting us on Patreon. And you can do that by going to patreon.com slash close the door. And thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. And with that, I am closing the door. Get out.